It's the 30th of November, Thursday, 2023, just in case you forgot what year it was. We are back with another edition of the Tahi. It might as well be December. Yeah, it's December. It's also it's... two weeks until my birthday, which is very important. Do you know how many days until Christmas? I don't care. I don't think about Christmas until the 15th of December because my birthday is before that. And I have many other friends whose birthdays are before that. And us December babies, we struggle, we fight. we got to go through so much just to get our birthday celebrated. So I don't talk about Christmas until the 15th of December. And I give, I give, them, ten, I give them 10 whole days of celebration. Christmas 10 whole days, but my birthday is actually more important to me, so, <laughs> you know. I um, My sisters are the same. They're December babies. They're like, I think they're around the same. They're like a week before Christmas. Um, they they have the same issue, and I never know which one I want to do more if I want to buy my sisters a big birthday present or a big Christmas present. How about both? How about both? People born in, like, June, July, Gemini's. Mm. They're like, oh, my God, Christmas and my birthday with my present. Oh, six whole months for another present. Everyone's like, this is your joint birthday Christmas present. Oh, I got you a little tiny thing for your birthday and a big thing for Christmas. I'm sorry, is me just accidentally being born in December means you get to give me less shit? Absolutely not. It's definitely a burden. Absolutely not. <laughs> and it's like, that's not on me, that's on my mum. And she's out here being like, oh, I'll give you like a little one for your birthday. I'm sorry, this is on you. This okay. is your fault. I think you can hold it against her, but the rest of us... Nah, get over it. It's my birthday. <laughs> it's important. That's why I go on and on and on about my birthday. Mm. Because if I don't, no one cares. Mm. And they don't care that much anyway, even when I do go on and on about it. But just, you know who has it harder? You know who has it harder than you? Who? People born on New Year's Day. Yeah, no, I do have a friend who's born on New Year's yeah. Day. Girl. She just has her birthday in September. She can't be bothered. She can't be no bothered one's coming that. to your birthday, dude. Yeah, I'm nah, well, sorry. <laughs> do you know what's cool about it, though? Is she got to have, like, she would throw the New Year's party every year because it was her birthday. Uh, yeah, and so, yeah, like, yeah. that was quite cool. But, like, outside of that, especially if you're a kid, that would suck. Mm. That was, everyone's away. No, and you're just like, why does nobody like me? Because like, your birthday's a burden to I'm us. getting teared up. Don't say that. My nephew's, born on, he's, my nephew's born on New Year's Day. I think I went to one of his birthdays. Oh! <laughs> you're breaking my heart coming up on the show today we have a ton of guests we're talking marauders uh, the limited rnz series available on the rnz website uh, we're chatting to one of the cast members a young three-year-old child who is now fully grown into an adult uh, we're going to catch up with them and be like hey what do you remember from three years old when they were filming <laughs> uh, we got to cover a ton of stuff others way uh, we've got to cover uh, cigarettes. They're back on the table, baby. There's a lot back on the table, but we're focusing on cigarettes. It's a big day for Evie because Vera Allen is coming in. And she is up next. Without further ado. <laughs> this is a massive day. An interview almost 20 years in the making. Someone uh, up against me for Pride of the Hut. It's Vera <laughs> Allen. Yay! Ah! <laughs> um, welcome to the Tahi. How are we? I'm good now. I've got my coffee. I've had my pee. <laughs> it was a whole, it was a whole disaster. But um, early, um, I want to start by looking back food. before we look forward. <laughs> yeah. um, in 2007, at yeah. the Nine Eye Intermediate Rock Quest show, <laughs> did you at that time think, you know what, I'm definitely going to be an award-winning musician? Honestly, probably. <laughs> <laughs> That's absolutely my vibe. I feel like I was so annoying. 
No, like, man, because you, you were really good. And I remember being like, yeah, that's my friend. She's really good. Like, you wish you could do that. And I wasn't even in the band. I just came along. And I remember I was Wait. like a professional groupie. <laughs> no, no, to me, yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure I was in the band with, like, solely 40-year-old white men. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. I, I was preparing myself the for the industry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this was a whole thing, though, because then the next one, they didn't let me, I wrote the song, but they didn't let me sing it. That's they got right. to be a singer. Yes. Because <laughs> they, they were also like, oh, Vera's getting too much of the music stuff. Yeah. She's written this amazing song, we'll get someone else to yeah. sing it. Yeah, and she was actually a good singer, and I was quite happy. And then I did a um, guitar solo, like, backward. Like, I faced toward the back. Oh, I do remember that, actually. And then it was like, Bling, bling, bling. <laughs> I, was like, I was so nervous. I probably thought it was so cool, though. Like, I was probably like, yeah, she hasn't even faced the audience when she plays guitar. That's how cool my friends yeah, are. Yeah, yeah. Very that. Um, uh, shout outs to Nine Intermediate. Shout outs to Nine Intermediate. Represent. But let's talk about ideal home noise. So, anyone who's yeah. listened to the show is probably sick of me because I've been going on about it all year. Every time we talk about an album, I'm like, yes, this one was very good, but have you heard? Oh. And every time a video or a single came out, we like put it on the like Tahi list, and I would spend way too long talking about it <laughs> oh. on the show. I love it. It's such a good album. I'm biased a little bit, obviously. Yeah, yeah. But it's like there's something even cooler when someone you know makes an album and it's actually good <laughs> like <laughs> there's nothing more awkward Aww. like you want to support everyone you want to create create whatever but then sometimes you're like oh, it's really cool like wow but with your album i was like this is one of the Aww. we're gonna look back on it as one of the great new zealand albums i believe Thank but it's you. really it's such a raw album lyrically yeah and um <laughs> you've probably answered enough questions about like what was it like being depressed but like <laughs> was it awkward running into people after it came out and you're like hey yeah they're like how are you yeah like, yes that's actually such a good question um 100 my like it definitely brought up some interesting conversations with some family members like including my dad where it was just kind of like he was like so <laughs> broadway junction <laughs> great song great yeah. song yeah I think more than anything, I had a lot of people come up to me and share their issues and then be like, I relate to that. And I was like, okay, cool, cool, sweet, not the only one. Um, but yeah, I think with a thing like that too, is I remember like by the time I was answering questions about the album, I feel like I was in a really good place. And so it felt so far away. And then like the fun thing about depression <laughs> is that... <laughs> is that it doesn't it's just so not like I had depression and then I was amazing now I'm good yeah Yeah. and everyone kind of I felt like people wanted a resolve Mm. from me a little bit and I felt like when I was answering questions I was in a good place and so I was kind of like giving that energy and then I feel like even in the last couple of weeks I'm like ooh, there it is again like it's just so up and down. Yeah, but progress isn't linear. Nah. I think, like, one thing I love about depression... <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. We're not promoting it. We're not promoting it. Uh, but, like, when you have an emotional breakdown and then the next day you're just, like, kind of numb. Yeah. Where you just, like, actually don't care about yeah. anything. But it's kind of, like, freeing. That was me, honestly, like, on Tuesday. <laughs> it was great. I know exactly what you mean, yeah. but that was me listening to your album. Like, yeah. I oh. uh, my personal favorite song, which I would like to an announcement. Uh, oh, Oily Rag is on my top 100 <gasps> played songs of this year. Is it? It's number 10. Okay, thank you, because that was one of those songs that I felt like got 
was a bit underappreciated. I felt like that too. Yeah. I mean, everyone's talking about Broadway Junction, everyone's talking about Carpenter. I'm like, okay, yeah, great, amazing. Can we talk about this other one where Bella gets a shout out? Bella gets a shout out. You know. Yeah. Um, that was like my brother's favourite one. He's always like pushing that song. He was like, that should have been a single. I would listen like, to your brother like, it's on. It's a very, it's a Kiwi, it's very like Kiwi. That's what I like about it. Yeah, That's yeah. why it feels very, um, yeah, very local. And that's why I think we're going to look back on it as one of the greatest albums. <laughs> anyway, moving on to real questions other than oh. what we love about being depressed. Yes. Um, over in the US, you've actually, you've had quite a life transformation the past few years in terms of scenery. You're in the US. Yes. Band Girl Friday, incredible. Thank you. Thank Shout you. out. But in that environment, you're meeting new people, you know, you're travelling to new places in this big, scary country where anything <laughs> could happen. Yeah. And it's all kind of new all the time. And then now you're back in Aotearoa and you're mm. working with your family and, like, people you've grown up with. It's sort of, like, the opposite ways to live as a musician. I know. How has that influenced how you make music? Yeah. That's actually such a good question. Oh, my God. Say that again. <laughs> <laughs> such a good question. Um, yeah. I think... Oh, God. So much... So much. Take your time, girl. I think in a way I might feel more safe to explore more of those internal sort of emotional things because I feel more safe expressing those in a, like, environment that I grew up in with, like, people that I've known for years and things like that. Um, so I think that probably came out a lot in the album. Um, but then I also think that, like, there's kind of a risk-taking thing that you get when you're not in a familiar space and I do, like, miss that a little bit. And I want to figure out how to kind of push myself a little bit and make myself a bit uncomfortable. Because mm. I, do, I do think that affects the music a lot. I think also you came back from the US with an even stronger New Zealand accent. <laughs> oh, I absolutely did. And because what happened was in Girl Friday, I would I sung in an American accent because we would do gang vocals. And then if I would lead the gang vocals, then they would sing in like a kind of a weird New Zealand accent. And so we all kind of merged accents. And then so I think because of that, I became more, yeah, it made me like define my accent more because I was like, okay, it's kind of a specific thing in this band. And so it's like almost a niche or something. It was like what I brought to the band or something. Well, you also brought yeah. like immense talent and great editing, so <laughs> don't worry about Stop. that. <laughs> oh my gosh! Um, tell me what you've been up to in the White Upper, because oh I keep seeing God. you in the local yeah. newspaper there, like every week, <laughs> every week in the White Upper. They're like, Vera's here. She's done She's something else. Back. Like I'm it's back, like baby. celebrity watch girl. I love it. I know. Why are they so sweet? They're honestly like the nicest people ever. Like when I went there, so basically I went there to record or to demo my next album, and I. I I sort of like got to stay in this um, house at the back of this um, on the property of this farm for two weeks and it was amazing I did go crazy because I was there alone and I like tend to drive myself insane <laughs> but I also kind of love that yeah well that's like crazy yeah. artist vibes you're yeah. like locked in this warehouse yeah. going mental making this like amazing album yeah. like Fleetwood Mac were all locked up in that studio when they made rumours they didn't up, go maybe. anywhere it was too far away yeah. like. absolutely Man, that, that album really uh, is playing all the time, eh? Mm. Um, yeah, so then I would kind of, like, get out of the house to, like, make myself less crazy. So I'd go, like, get a haircut or I'd go to, like, get, like, a wedding dress from, like, the second the Salvation Army or something. And i just sort of, like, bump into all these characters and, like, everyone was just so amazing and sweet. And then, yeah, they've just kind of embraced me in this really, yeah, they like, love you. sweet way. I just, like, always get these write-ups and stuff and I'm like... I wish Wellington was like this. Honestly. Like, the hell? Yeah, they're bloody lovely there. 
I loved seeing your little like moments of the local <laughs> paper. It was great. Like I was like keeping up. It was wonderful. I think one of them was like resident has an alternative edge. Yes. <laughs> and I was like, I love that. That's the announcement. Yeah, like, like there's a weirdo here. Yeah, yeah. There's like a freaky little musician. She's yeah. over there. Like oh my god. Oh, it was great. So on Ideal Home Noise and sort of like in general, we are quite open about how making money as a musician is not that straightforward <laughs> oh and it's God. not that simple. Let me tell you. Um, so question number one, yes. what do you hate more, emails or Instagram? Instagram. Yeah. I think um, you have great Instagram captions though. Thank you. I was actually like, I was giving you a wee stalky before you got here and I was like, oh, yeah. maybe I'll like ask you about Instagram captions because there's one that cracked me up. <laughs> and it's like, what would you do if you looked into the mirror and saw a dog looking back at you? Like, either it means you got that dog in you, or it means something else completely that I don't understand. Absolutely. These are the thoughts that I have. I think basically they just come from, like, if I have, like, thoughts, I'll just put them into my notes app. Um, but with, with emails, I have a full addiction. Oh, you love an email. I don't love an email, but I'm, cle- I'm cleaning it out daily. Oh, I'm opposite. checking that daily. It's opposite day over here. <laughs> you should see the state. Yeah. <laughs> and the shocking twist my inbox is like hundreds and hundreds of unread oh. and unorganized. Oh emails. man, I would love to get in there and just clean that shit up. Yeah, get in there, girl. We got time. Um, follow up question on um musicians being bored. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I think that there's sort of this weird idea of the struggling artist. Uh-huh. And for some reason, and I don't really understand why, people seem so okay with that. I know. Whereas, and I, what do you think? that is why do you think people are so okay with like they listen to this album they're like wow it's amazing it's all about like a lot of it is like hey I've got no (laughs) money and then they're like oh I'm not gonna buy it though yeah I I don't like what do you think it is that makes people so comfortable like they should be poor they should be struggling you know yeah I think it's this weird maybe there's this weird kind of fantasy idea and people kind of want you to stay in that space because if you notice as well when artists do start making money very rarely but like when that does happen I feel like people immediately are like don't like them anymore yeah they're not real yeah or they want yeah they don't like that they're like you know we can't relate to you anymore and they want to like kind of shut it down so I think it's something like that and I I also think there's this big illusion that it's like if you enjoy it you should do it for free no girl and it's also just like people don't understand all of the labor that goes behind like yes I love performing performing is amazing I love writing music that is like 10% of what I do I wish that was more of what I do like that's the stuff I love the rest of it is just like I have to be like a hundred different things mm. you know that's you didn't sign up for and you're doing and it's all free yeah Virtually. but also I mean musicians are like you know don't take this the wrong way no, no, but musicians on. are usually like the best artists is made by little freaks the oh, best art is freak. made by weirdos <laughs> and freaks and so it's like I'm a they freak. don't want to get them to do emails I know <laughs> no, I know I know it makes no sense like all of the different hats that you gotta wear I'm like I'm 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 ridiculous like I can't I'm just doing my thing man I can't I'm just hold this little, down yeah. I'm a silly little man like, what do you want from me <laughs> Um, others way oh my god yes. so exciting up yes. here for others way tomorrow yeah, absolutely um, does it feel more special to be on a mostly local lineup sort of in your home country yes it does it does Evie I tell you what <laughs> um, yeah um, no I'm actually really excited about playing others way because I have been booked for this lineup for multiple years and then it hasn't happened oh because COVID because of COVID 
So I think this has been like the third time I've been on the lineup. And I even last time I was going to play Others Way, I made this really funny promotional video where I was like in the bath <laughs> and I was like in a bubble bath <laughs> and I was like promoting Others Way and then it didn't happen. So I'm very excited. And also um, my band has a secret surprise for for, for the night. So. Okay, I think like for like someone specific. Like, yeah. For our friend Daniel, yeah. you don't know him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we have a very special surprise. Also, we're playing um, tonight at the night before the others way. Oh, at Whammy. Great name yeah. for an event. <laughs> yes. Night before the others way, come through. Well, I mean yeah. that makes sense for people who who can't come to the whole festival. What a great option for them that they can also go to Whammy and see it the night before. I'm a bit pissed off actually because. Um, all the bands I was most excited to see, you're all playing at the same time. Yes. You, Phaser Days and Melanie are like, I'm, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to be running around. Um, <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much for joining today. Um, do you have any last words for, any last words? you got to be back someday. Yeah. Any final <sighs> remarks about today? Drink or, water. Drink water. Brush your teeth. Yep, definitely do that. And don't prepare. That's don't it. prepare. Thank you so much for coming. It's been great. As we welcome in the new government, there has been a whole bunch of new legislation and changes that we are expecting over the next 100 days in particular. Um, The government is sitting down to discuss what those next 100 days are going to look like and some of the changes that are going to be on the way. One of those... Cigarettes. Cigarettes are back on the menu, boys. They're back on the table, baby. Ciggies are here and they're here to stay. They're back, girl. Like, we're never going to... So, basically... (laughs) For some context. For some context, it's not just like, hey, everyone, here's a free cigarette. But uh, the new Minister of Health is defending the government's plan to scrap, basically, all the smoke-free legislation that has come up in the last few years, like smoke-free, what was it, 2030? Yeah, so the, uh, obviously, previous governments had put into place legislation that would... uh, ensure that future generations actually wouldn't be able to smoke at all as you may have noticed over the last sort of 10 years each year sometimes twice three times a year there is more tax added onto cigarettes and the price of cigarettes goes up the goal of this was to make cigarettes less accessible so people would stop buying them and eventually with the goal of i believe it was 2025 2026 anybody under the age of 18 would never be able to buy cigarettes because cigarettes would essentially just become illegal at that point to people born before a certain year so this was legislation to take new zealand into being a smoke-free nation it was uh a world first it was actually a very it was a world leading Mm. strategy um look we can sit and talk to the cows come home about whether we like that strategy or not or whether it worked or or da 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 da. but i think we can all kind of go yeah smoking's kind of bad for you right like we all know that um but the new government wants to use the taxes from cigarettes to fund uh tax cuts and various other promises that they've made so part of that as well as you know in wellington and auckland specifically um, there's a lot of areas you can't smoke anymore. Mm. Like if you're at a cafe on on the road or something, you're outside, you used to be able to just rip a dart there. You can no longer pop a ciggy in that location. All of that will be gone. Mm-hmm. You will once again be popping ciggies on the street and vaping will stay the primary tool for reducing smoking rates. I'm a little confused mm. <laughs> because like two weeks ago, it was like, no, no vaping, girl. Like, do not, do not put the vape down, girl. Like, don't even think about it. Mm. And then this week, it's like, Siggies are here. If you want to quit smoking, get a vape, girl. Like, we got you. We need the tax money from you smoking. Mm. And I'm just a bit lost. I can't, I'm no political editor. I don't know what's going on. 
but basically, I think the price will still keep going up, right? I, I, yeah, it hasn't, I haven't seen any clarification on what's happening with the price, whether or not the price will be reduced to ensure that more people have access to uh, cigarettes, or whether or not these taxes will continue to increase and and so forth. I think that we did see a major reduction in people who were smoking um, as tax increased mm, on cigarettes, mm. um, but... I guess we'll have to wait and see what this legislation actually looks like exactly. Um, this is a proposed legislation. Um, this is something that they're planning to put into action. Uh, we'll have to see uh, probably in a couple weeks from now exactly how that will look and what that will mean to be clear. As you all know, we have an incredible series available on Tahi social media, Barbershop Sessions. Uh, why Mirirangi? We've got a new episode tomorrow. What can you tell me about it? Yes, so new episode tomorrow is with a young wahine. Her name's Rachel Hall. Um, and she is like Troy. She's sang a lot with Troy Kingy. Oh, wow. So she's kind of like been more in the background. This is the first time I've heard of her was through this series. And oh my goodness, her voice is like, how would you describe It's like matured is that the right word like mm. she sounds like old school like, uh, and i yeah, can't yeah, believe yeah. like we're the same age and she sounds like she's been singing longer than i've been born oh, like wow. she's very good mm. and also she um is really passionate about rangatahi and she's like keen for rangatahi to see like you know like she wants people to see barbershop and be like that we are rangatahi and we want to show you like the kinds of things that you can do mm. um she also like side note she went to takiura which is like this full immersion unit in um auckland mm. that you go like it's like after school studies and oh, it's yeah, basically yeah. like five days a week full immersion and that's what a lot of that's where she learned a lot of her deal oh wow and yeah so i think it's cool because also the series is like all in te reo maori and it's cool to see like she went and learnt to deal and now she's like able to like just chat with you and deal, especially like on cams is even harder because you start to like overthink what you're doing. Um so yeah, she's got a beautiful voice. When I met her at the um gig up in Fangaday, she was like she was so cool when she was like, What's your Instagram? And I like gave her my personal Instagram, but I was later realising I think That's right, you were like, Oh, did she mean the Tahi? Tahi not me being like, Yes, I wanna be your friend. Like here, have my personal Instagram. But you know, she's cool as I can't wait for that to come out. She's also super humble and real toe, real like settled. You'll see it Mm. in her energy. She's just like just like knows who she is, you know? Mm. Um, but yeah, so she's tomorrow and then last week we also had Harry Moonu's episodes come out, which I was excited for because I mentioned um in last week's episode he's just a very humble guy, so I was keen for people to be able to see what talent he has mm. because I think he could I think more people need to see like, yeah, he needs some exposure because he's just like is like a humble man. He's mm. like, nah, nah, nah. I'm like, nah, people need to see your talent. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. But yeah, so those are the we're, we're almost wrapping it up, though. Oh, getting there yeah. to the end. Make sure you don't miss out on last week's episode or tomorrow's brand new episode. Uh, head over to the Tahi on social media. That's Facebook, that's Instagram, that's TikTok. Give us a like, give us a follow. Stay up to date with everything Tahi, but more importantly, everything Barbershop Sessions. Joining me on the show today, our illustrious guests. You may not have heard of them before, but I guarantee you know a bit about them. Mia Fayumu, thank you so much for joining us on the show. Thank you. Uh, friend of the show, you've been listening for a while, <laughs> is what I found out. Um, we met a few weeks ago at the sort of, I suppose, the advanced screening yeah, yeah. of Marauders, a, a series currently available on RNZ's website. But before we get into talking about that, let's talk a bit about you. 
You are a writer. Tell us a bit about that. Yeah, so I've been writing um, for a little bit now. I started off doing um, some student journalism and now um, writing for Audio Culture, which is an online music archive. Um, and yeah, just working on bringing up some the new generation of artists, specifically Pacific artists, up mm-hmm. on our uh, website. Um, so yeah, doing some pieces with Mellow Downs, um, Diggy Dupe, and yeah, hoping to get some more pieces out, um, the likes of Mokumokai. Um Yeah, so yeah, just getting into music journalism at the moment, I think that interest kind of comes naturally from growing up in this world but yeah 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 so for people who may not be aware you've you've been in music probably longer than most people (laughs) very surrounded by it um so why don't you explain for the listeners uh, why you've been involved in that world for so long uh, yeah, so my dad is um, Chris Faimu. Uh, he is uh, the producer and uh, the beats maker in Fat Freddy's Drop. Um, so yeah, I've kind of grown up in that world since I was little. The Freddy's were actually formed in 1999, which was the year I was born. So I'm kind of the timestamp of how long <laughs> they've been, That's the been going. Yeah, like, like, how old are you? Yeah. That's how long yeah. we've known each other. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, wow. I, I, I was... When we went to the advanced screening, I didn't meet you. Yeah. Um, and I remember just watching it and being like, so I had gotten an email saying, oh, hey, you know, uh, would you want to interview um, one of the daughters of one, mm. of, the t- uh, one of the team members? Um, she's in the documentary. And I was like, oh, there's a three-year-old there. I was like, <laughs> okay, there's like a baby on this. Yeah. All right, so it must be her. And then I met you afterwards. I was like, oh, you're in the... <laughs> she's grown. Yeah, yeah, she's grown. <laughs> so you would have been three years old in yeah. the um, series. Uh but for people who may not know what Marauders is, can you tell us a bit about what the series actually mm. is? So it's like, uh, uh, I think we've got four seasons and they're all out now. And it's kind of like raw handicam footage of the tour. And it's the first European tour that they ever went on um, in 2003. Um, and yeah, it's a pretty like raw, raw insight into, into the tour. I think you don't really get that much of it like look into um into artists i think it's real cool that it is really just the raw handicam footage that was just filmed in the background and stuff um so yeah it's just kind of a look into that first tour and how it all went down and um yeah the raw beginnings of the of the band <laughs> yeah it's uh it is something we don't see often mm. in 20 in, in like sort of the 2020s yeah um is that very raw yeah. footage like i mean because I, I think the days are like handicams has come and gone that footage filmed was never really like I think there was an intention of releasing it one day, but it's been over twenty years. Yeah. Like, you know, like it was probably a moment came and gone and it was like, ah, it's not yeah. coming out. It is so raw. And just seeing the band coming together and, and making you can yeah. see them performing and recording some stuff yeah. in is it it's like a flat in London or something, eh? Yeah, and uh in, in Tooting, which is like I think an hour out of London. Oh really? Um but like I don't remember lots of it, um, but I always I remember all the stories that we've t- always talked about for all these years. But the one thing I remember is we showed up on the first day, and there was just slugs in the sink every morning, oh, and really? the, the slugs would come up the sink. And Freddie's was sponsored by Red Bull at the time, and I, they just had all these cases of Red Bull, and so I would just tip all the Red Bull down the sink <laughs> to kill the slugs. And I used to tell my mum that the slugs were going to get wings and fly, and fly out. <laughs> <laughs> you appreciate kids' yeah. ingenuity. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you if do you just like I know it's probably a dumb question, but do you remember anything about that tour? I mean, yeah, I do. About... I remember Tooting specifically. Yeah. I remember that place. I remember the flat being really dusty, mm-hmm. and um, I remember having a scooter that I used to take everywhere, and that was like real rocky, 
rocky gravel roads and mm. stuff and I just remember caking at one time and oh, really? <laughs> outside the house and being real upset for like a week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you would be. Their, their healthcare over there is not, <laughs> is not New Zealand, you know what I mean? It's, yeah, it's, it's quite, I, I imagine it's got to be quite surreal looking back on this footage of all these experiences that you were present for but maybe not remembering all yep. of them. Um, what does that series mean to you personally, mm. I suppose? Uh, I think it's just like a real special time capsule for me. Mm. Like, as you say, I don't remember a lot of it that clearly because I was so young. So lots of the things that happen in that tour are stories that, you know, my family and the Freddie's family have talked about for heaps of years. But to actually have that and to be able to see it um, is, is really special and something that I guess I can, like, show my kids and my grandkids of, like, what my childhood was like because I'm very aware that it is quite a unique childhood to be able to grow up on the road and and alongside Freddie's and because my mum is the manager as well um, I was one of the only kids that went on all the tours um, mm. and because there was no one else <laughs> so I was just with mum and dad um, but yeah it's it was a real special childhood so it's cool to just like have that all on video and be able to look back yeah yeah that's I, I think not many people get that like mm that sort of era of VHS tapes and that once that was yeah. gone it was like a lot of us just lost those memories yeah. so it is really special that you yeah. get to be able to hold on to that in such yeah. a special period of time too with that Freddy's drop yeah. Um, yeah. like did you ever have like friends in high school and stuff like that who wanted to be your friend just so they could like meet Fat Freddy's drop oh yeah of course oh, oh, mainly really? for the free tickets oh really <laughs> oh that's a do you have trust issues because of that uh this is a very personal mm, question. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> nah, I'm chill now, but there were all the, always in high school or always like people at my work or that I didn't know real well. Like, mm. oh, they met me yesterday. Be like, oh, they're coming next week. Could I get free tickets? I'm like, I don't even know you. <laughs> that's ballsy, right? Yeah. Like, that's very, yeah. that's very confident to just be like, yeah. do you reckon I could get tickets to, after knowing if you wow. Yeah. I used to always get it in hospital. Like, my coworkers oh, in hospital. Yeah. Like, oh, you're, you're that girl. Can can we go to this gig? <laughs> or, like, tickets to gigs that weren't Freddy's oh, as well. I'm like, just, come on. It's like, oh, your dad works at music. Yeah, yeah that'll be enough. Yeah. Do, do you ever feel, I suppose, and I think it's something, too, and it's not just specific to your father, your parents being who they are, but, like, I think as Pacific Islanders, mm. there's always sort of a pressure on us to achieve. Yeah. Do you feel an elevated level of pressure to achieve greatness? Mm-hmm as a child of, 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 of Fat Freddy's drop? Yeah, I mean, I think um, when you're... I mean, just growing up and, and seeing my dad do such amazing things just has made me really proud growing up. And I guess it just makes you want to be able to achieve similar heights to what you've seen your parents do. And, yeah, as you say, as Pacific Islanders, just want to make our grandparents proud and, and, you know, make this journey worth it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I, I think I can see where that passion you have for Pacific peoples comes mm. from. Um, and I suppose, what would you like to see for Pacific peoples in the music industry 20 years from now? Mm. I think I would, and I mean, I guess what I'm trying to do with audio culture and getting more Pacific profiles up there is just like having our stories told and having them out there and at the forefront. And I think we're moving in that direction. You know, there's so many more of us in media and music. And, you know, um, that's why I love this show so much is so many of the people that come on the show are, you know, people that I think are awesome and also like Pacific Islanders I haven't even heard of, you know, that I get introduced to from listening to the show. So just, yeah, a future where we're all at the forefront and we're, you know, our stories are being told. Yeah. We're definitely in such a strong place today. Eh? Mm. Like, I, I remember thinking about, you probably couldn't have had a radio station play nothing but Pacific yeah. music 24-7 10 years ago, but yeah. today it's like, 
there is an abundance oh, yeah. of Pacific music. I'm going to say this in the most loving way. Sometimes maybe too much. <laughs> Do you ever think, you know, like, sometimes yeah. you're like, maybe not all of us are musicians. <laughs> I discovered that very early in my life. I was like, I'm not Me a... Too. Yeah, see, <laughs> Me too. it's like, was it a sad moment when you realised like, oh, maybe I'm not musically inclined? Oh, I was like... <sighs> out like I'm gonna be a singer and then uh, dad gave me a lecture like if you want to be a singer you have to be a musician and so he was like you have to learn how to play an instrument first and so I kind of realized through that that I didn't have the patience um to like did you learn any I tried piano for like two years Mm. um and like I have real long fingers so they thought that I was going to be like really good at piano and I didn't like that and then I tried guitar and it was actually the Freddie's guitar player who taught me to play guitar but oh. I still gave up after like two lessons <laughs> you're like this life-changing like, once in a long moon like opportunity you're like yeah. Yeah, it's just not yeah, fun. I was like nah. That's all right. I, I, I think I learned when I went to play recorder in primary yeah. I was like oh yeah I'm not <laughs> this isn't me you know what it's like to be like one of the only someone's in your family that's not musically inclined yeah yeah you know <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's, a, it's a tough, tough pill to swallow. Um, but I think I think that there's something really special in this Marauder series, and I think it probably speaks volumes too as to who you are and why you're so passionate about the things mm. you're passionate about. Um, it's very inspiring. Um, it's available now, all of the series. What's one thing you'd like people who watch the series to take away from Marauders? Um, I think it's just a real cool, I mean, Freddy's have become such a household name and um, I think lots of, you know, most people in NZ know who they are, but the Marauders, I think, is a real cool uh, representation of the cultural impact that they've left. Um, You know, it's going way back to, to the early days and I think we you know, maybe view them in a different light now. And it's just cool to see those those humble beginnings and, and you know, see them, you know, in, in the dusty flat back in the days. Um, so, yeah, just, yeah, just, I guess, how much impact Freddie's have had on, on Aotearoa music, you know, since 20 years ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a special series. The whole series, all seasons are available now on RNZ's website, uh, Marauders. Make sure you check it out. Keep an eye out for Mia. She pops up in a few episodes <laughs> here and there. Um, and for listeners who may want to follow you and some of your writing and, and some of the things that you have planned for the future, where can we keep up to date with that? Um, just on Instagram, mia.fayumu, um, and also on Audio Culture's website. There'll be some profiles coming up. Nice. Thank you so much for joining us Thank on the show you. today. Very excited about this Marauders series. Yep. Make sure you check it out. People are not honest about their YouTube watching habits. People, mm. like, don't want to admit that they're actually just watching, like, top ten fail countdowns or whatever. Mm. So, like, it got me thinking, what are your secret YouTube watching habits or real YouTube watching habits? Like, what are you actually watching? I don't know if my dad would be cool with me spilling the beans, but my dad actually, his actual, like, if you were to tally his top watch on YouTube, it's just those, like humans being amazing videos you know there's like 30 minute compilations of like dudes on dirt bikes doing backflips or like jumping out of a plane with no parachute like love that that's my dad's watch like that's 100% his watch and like my dad like bring me over when I go to visit him he'll just walk over with his iPad and be like have you seen this son and it's like it's just it's dirt bikes and I'm just like thanks this is really good I want to meet your dad so bad the weirdest man. Your like, dad sounds super for, fun. Why do? Why is every gruff dude got like such a soft interior? They do. It's, it's like a, a mellow oh. puff, you know. Yeah. My actual YouTube watching history, though, not not too weird. Like I just kind of watch like I watch documentaries, like in history mm. videos. Mm. I don't know. Mm. I could. 
very easily roll into conservative bucket with the amount of history that I watch. Mm, mm, you know, mm. you just... I, I think knowing about history should make you more progressive. More progressive right? But like sometimes people just. Yeah, some people have a really weird take Hist- on something. History buffs, <laughs> history buffs just tend to like, like yeah, they're a history buff. Yeah, it's very easy to roll off. I feel like most of them roll off into the conservative bucket. But yeah, my my YouTube watching isn't too weird. I will say YouTube's not free for me because I paid for premium. Oh, I I'm not paying. I'm not paying for YouTube. It's just not going to happen. And even though I hate watching all the ads that I'm forced to watch, I'm like, no, I'm not giving you any money. Like, I, I just something about it feels really wrong. I wouldn't have paid for YouTube premium. But my nephew was watching YouTube on my phone and he had a tantrum every time the ads came on. Oh, so to time? avoid the tantrums, yeah. I paid for YouTube Premium. I paid 14 so. bucks a month to not hear a kid hit a tantrum. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm with yeah. you, I'm with you. So that was my, that was my, yeah. What is your secret viewing? Oh, well, no longer a secret. What's I your honest viewing? I love watching silly little clips. So like, I love mega structure videos, um, especially like mega structures gone wrong or like why this giant tower isn't finished yet. Love those. Um, anything about infrastructure, I'm watching mm. it. I watch a lot of train rides. I was go- I was just about to ask, <laughs> what's your train viewing content? I watch a lot of people going on trains and then I save them onto a playlist of all the trains I want to go get in other countries if I won like the lotto. Mm. Um, that's And I also, you know, like Gnome Court on camera, Argentina. Oh. Real footage. That sort of stuff I love. I love people being like, I saw a mythical creature and here's some really blurry footage of it. I thoroughly enjoy those. Mm. That's big for me. And then I'm a white lady, so I watch a lot of true crime. Nice. Yeah. And I have a lot of like art documentaries going on while I do my makeup mm. and like half pay attention. I, I will say I have a really bad habit of watching a movie and then searching the name of the movie up on YouTube and watching um, all the details you missed in oh, this yeah, movie. Yeah. yeah. Um, Ending explained. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I honestly, I watch a lot of um, videos of like, they're always Zoomers, they're always Gen Z. Yeah. And they're like picking apart what really happened with Lindsay Lohan. Like stuff I was there uh, for, like stuff I was fully yeah. involved in at the time it was happening. And then like a little Gen Z coming on and be like, well, it was actually normal at the time. I'm like, no, it wasn't. No, it it wasn't. was weird <laughs> then too. I quite enjoy those, but I don't know why because I'm like, I was there. I don't really need to know about it again. I really enjoy this um, movie recap that's like voiced by AI and it's like, movie recapped. The man went to the mountain. Yeah, and, it's, and it, <laughs> yeah. that's the Lord of the Rings recap and it's just like, his name was Frodo and you're just yeah. like, oh, okay, cool. And you like, it skips over a bunch of details but there's been many a movie series that I haven't want to watch all of the old films and I just want to recap. Right. So I'm like, all right, what happened yeah. in that movie? And then I can just watch it and be like, oh, cool. So that's what I did with... um. Split and Glass. Oh, yeah, you just wanted to know what's going on. Because I was like, Unbreakable's yeah, good, but those next two films I heard suck, so like, just tell me what happened in them so I can decide oh, whether or not... I watch them all because I love James McAvoy. Of course you do. Yeah, no, I see He's shirtless a lot. Yeah, he is, and he's crazy. I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I watch heaps of... There's an anime that I like. don't actually want to watch the whole thing. Mm. I'll watch like an hour rundown of what happened. Yeah. Ella Attack on Titan... I'm going to say this directly in the camera. I'm not watching that racist ass show, but I did want to know what happened. So I did watch an hour on it. The Walking Dead. By some like 14 year old on YouTube. Yeah, Walking Dead. Not going to watch oh, the whole thing. Not watching not 10 watch seasons. I didn't want to. I didn't finish White Lotus season one. And so I just watched a recap of what happened. Yeah. And then I watched season two. And I really enjoyed season two, but season one still couldn't get into it, to be fair. I feel like the world would be a better place if we were all more open and honest about our YouTube viewing history. Yep. I feel like. I feel like also I'd have a better grasp on whether or not I would like people if I knew their deepest, darkest YouTube desires. I've watched, like, every Skibbity Toilet video. That's... 
I just got really interested. I knew that already. I'm actually, like you fascinated by it. I'm fascinated by the law. I'm fascinated by the cameramen. I'm fascinated by Gen Alpha really loving Skippity Toilet. Mm. Like I watched so many of those just to try and understand. And also for context, Evie taught us about what Skippity Do Toilet is Skibbity during Skippity Toilet during a Teams call, and made me share my screen and show it. And yeah. we watched a few episodes. It was on work time. We got yeah. paid for that. <laughs> So, but we're trying to keep in touch with the youth. That's what I'm building it up to. Keeping cool. in touch with the youth. So, if you follow us on Instagram in particular, you would have seen yesterday we put up a little news article talking about Mana Moana making history here in Okilangi, Atamaki Makaurau. My Merirangi, tell me a bit about Mana Moana. Mm, so, Mana Moana is a fusion of Symphony of the Pacific. That's what they're... they're oh, yeah. She's reading straight from the press release, guys. <laughs> no, but um, it, so basically it involved the New Zealand Sym- Symphony Orchestra Yep. and then Signature Choir, mm-hmm. which is like a choir of 80 people, a Pacifica choir. Yeah. Um, and they came together, which you're like... Like, when I heard this, I was like, hmm, I never... You know, like symphony orchestra, people often think that's a very Pākehā thing. Yeah, it's a very Pākehā thing. You know, like that, uh, that kind of that kind of wire, those kind of yeah. music. Um, so I was like, interesting that mm. they've come together. Oh my gosh, it went off. People loved it. It's actually signature choir was saying this is the first time symphony orchestra has actually um, performed Pacifica Waiata. Yeah. And so they did this like last year in Wellington, and this was the first time they brought it to Auckland. And it's the first time Spark Arena actually hosted a Pacifica event. So lots of, like, history-making yep. happened at this event. Um, and it looks... Have you seen the videos? Yeah. Uh, RNZ Pacific did a short documentary sort of covering some of the events. Uh, it looked unreal. I had a few, few friends that performed in it. And oh, cool. They, um, the amount of work behind the scenes oh, really? to make it look the way it did oh, like, and them. sound the way it did, like unreal level yeah. of, of care. Oh, they put, and they like pulled it off. The mm. videos I saw are like amazing. My favorite part is at the end when the crowd gets into like a spontaneous Siva? Siva? Yeah, they start like Siva Samoa and like yeah. um, they start cheerhooing and they performed Wafa Wafa Tight, which is like a. It's like a way of like. I've seen it at concerts, you'll see it at sports games and things like that. It's a way of like thanking. It's like thanking your host or acknowledging them and just showing that you're grateful and you have appreciation. And the crowd sung that without a cue because the crowd were. Yeah. Six eight five to the Oti. Um and it was yeah, it's beautiful. Eh? Yeah, it looks cool. And like you don't often especially like with like orchestra kind of events, mm. you don't usually see like crowds getting up and dancing and singing. It looks so fun and Samoans eh, they just <laughs> No place is safe from a Siva Samoa. <laughs> no, but everyone loved it. Like the crowd mm. loved it, the performers loved it, it looked so good and the MC was Tofinger. Yeah. Tofinger? Yeah, shout yeah. out to Tofinger. So like you already know it's gonna be an entertaining night as well oh, if yeah. you've got him as the MC. He used to be the MC at like um 
the poly fest that I used to like was in in high school mm. in Wellington. Yeah, that's right. He's a Wellington boy. Yeah, 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 yeah. And like honestly, I swear my parents used to just come to watch him, not actually come watch me perform. That oh, like... <laughs> if you were young and brown in the early two thousands, he laughing Samoans. Oh yeah, him and Etty, like it was it. Oh no, yeah, like... I still like going back and watching those. Oh yeah, they're, they're, yeah. they're iconic. But yeah, shout out to the Modern Moana team, the uh, signature choir in the New Zealand Symphony Orchestra. A historic, groundbreaking evening that, while knocking uh, history, actually also was just a remarkable night alone. Mm. Um, besides all the firsts, uh, it was a incredible performance. So shout out to Monawana. If you want to read more about that article, you can check it out on the Tahi social media. I'm not embarrassed by this podcast. We do it every day. Thanks for announcing that you're not embarrassed about it. <laughs> but I need it's a preface because. There are people on this planet that I do not want listening to this podcast. And one of them is my doctor. Oh, fair enough. Yeah, he, he like, I'm seeing like a new doctor and he was like, oh, so what do you do for work? And I was like, oh, I, I do this podcast and, you know, we support young people and Basfika Māori in particular. And he was like, man, that sounds really cool. And he got real passionate about it. And then he emailed me and was like, what was the name of the podcast? And I was like, in my head, I was like, I don't know. <laughs> I was like, am I still going to get the same good health care? Yeah. What if he doesn't like one of my takes one day and he's just like, misdiagnosing you today, bro. Yeah, like, you know? Yeah, true <laughs> Last person on earth I want to listen to this podcast. I'm dad. Whatever. Listen, please. Please, dad. Please listen. Oh. But my doctor? <laughs> is there anyone on earth you wouldn't want listening to the podcast nah I don't care listen to it all the way look go crazy like look the less I have to like if I meet people mm. and they already know my jokes I don't have to do anything I can just go home do you know what I mean so I don't really care I think um, maybe the only person I wouldn't want listening to the podcast would be my dad <laughs> Because, I mean, it must be hard to know how well I'm doing. Mm. I hope that all my ex-boyfriends have listened to at least one episode. Mm. I hope so. Because what are they up to? I have a hater (laughs) that... that was mean. They're all good. They're all good. There's somebody that listens to the podcast who knows me by my English name, which we shall not repeat. I don't even know Who left hate comments on the TikTok. Oh my God, yes! And I was like, Ah! if you don't like me, why are you listening? That's so strange to me. I hope that there is like, you know, I've upset some people in my time in this podcast. Notably Swifties and incels, Mm. who are two of the scariest groups of people. I would like to see them sort out their differences in order to destroy me and bring Mm. me down and then although that would suck for me I could then turn around and be like now the incels are Swifties what are you going to do now you know what are you going to do because that's scary as hell Yeah. what are you going to do so look if I'm not scared of Swifties or incels I'm not really scared of anyone except barbs Mm. I would never Never. cross the barbs but I love Nicki Minaj so I'd never have to yeah that's a fair Um, point but yeah maybe just the only people I wouldn't want listening to this podcast is people who suck Mm. (laughs) yeah don't call me a foreskin in the comments, please. I can't believe someone called you a foreskin. Call me, they I'm called never, me by I'm my English name literally. and called me a foreskin, dude. I'm never getting over I that. don't know if what was more offensive. I don't know if it was it was it was a white person calling me by my English name. Somehow seems like a hate crime, I'm gonna be honest with you. Seems a little racist. Doesn't sit super well, yeah. And then calls me a foreskin. Foreskin is just so funny. I'm sorry. Like when <laughs> when he sent me that. 
<laughs> like F- you dude <laughs> i was like laughing because it's like calling someone a foreskin is so funny like i'm stealing that not it's I hilarious to you but like that's hilarious like the insults i get are never as good as the ones you get yeah. I like my, it's my very favorite different. one I ever got was the person who told me that I should thank John Oliver every single day that I wake up for putting Bird of the Year on the map and putting me on HBO. I do the absolute opposite of that, Ollie, mm. you know. Mm. I wake up every morning with a vendetta against John Oliver, ready to at any given time get on the plane and do what I said I was going to do that got bleeped out when I said it. How about that? I'm not thanking that man. Don't come for me. Why with would that. we thank an American for rigging a, a global, uh, a foreign election? It makes me sick to this day. It, and I did everything I could. I did everything I could to stop it, and it wasn't enough. Do you think that I don't sit up at night thinking I let the Kiriru down and I let Aotearoa down? Mm. Because I went on leave the last week of it and I was just chilling. And I feel terrible. That's how I feel. That is about all the time we have for today's show. (laughs) we still got some time to wrap things up. I will say, for people who haven't been listening to the podcast for long, there is an ongoing theme. When Evie leaves, things happen. Every time. She leaves. Every time. And we appear on HBO. Every single time I go on leave, something insane happens. It's happened every single time. Like, every single time. Mm. It's it's (laughs) mind-boggling that the moment I leave this building, something mental happens. Everything falls apart. Someone leaves. We're on HBO. Girl, you've missed some some crazy shit. We're on leave one time. Actually, let's not get into it because it would be defamation. (sighs) But, yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy how this place needs me, much like a megastructure needs <laughs> foundations. Harry was like, oh, yeah, by the way, Harry's away today. Harry was like, um, I need to make sure you guys have, like, all hands on deck. Like, um, I need you guys to da 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 And we were like, oh, you're away for over a month. And yeah, we, were, we were like, fine. We know, we know that <laughs> we're like, this is not a new routine for us, man. Relax. We got used to it. It was like a stressful <laughs> one week, and then we were like, all right, all right, all right. And now he's, he's gone got again. Okay. Yeah. It's like my dad leaving all over again, Harry. Mm. Harry uh, is not on leave or anything. He's just working out of our Wellington studio. Um, he's down there for a meeting, and it was just kind of like... You were wondering where he was this morning. We yeah. all, she, he, I was thought like, he was what late. time does he call this? And then I was like, oh, he's not even in the city. Oh, that's all right. He's, he's, not even he's on a plane. Harry went to Australia last weekend and was trying to work from home remotely in the airport. It was absolutely ridiculous. Were you in the call when we kept having to stop talking because we couldn't hear what he was saying because the um, announcer on the megaphone oh, it was, was breaking my brain yeah like, audio sensory issues aside all these people talking at once none of them make sense I was like get me out of here I'll yeah. put you guys on mute for like five minutes Yeah, I, I, I couldn't I, do it I think me and Waimeridongi were just cracking up at one point because we're just like we don't what are you saying dude take a day of leave man yeah Yeah, nobody's gonna argue you you got stuck in an airport that's not your fault dude that's the airline's fault don't work from home airport wi-fi too by the way i would not trust with my working life Mm there is no work i would want to trust being on that Mm wi-fi whatsoever uh big shout out to our guest today um mia vera we're very grateful. Others' way is going down tomorrow night. You and Harry are heading along. Yeah, me and Harry are going. But as always, until we see you next time, we say Tofasui Fua and Kakate. See you next Tuesday. Woo.